Hey y'all, I'm Reese, and welcome to Making Meaning. Making Meaning is a podcast by the Cohere Collective, here to guide you along your making meaning path in a way that makes sense for you by sharing an array of meaning-making stories. This week, I am joined by musician and singer-songwriter Macy Pearl. Macy makes music inspired by her spirituality and is motivated by spreading joy, and you can find her songs Giddy, Burn, and Call Me wherever you listen to music, and there are links in the show notes as well. I am really excited to share our conversation that was all about creativity and the creative process, vulnerability, and how vulnerability ties in with art. So let's take a deep breath and get started. so much for joining me and Thanks. spending a little bit of time this beautiful Monday evening. Yeah. I record I end up recording a lot on Mondays. Really? And I'm always like there's so many other things like people probably want to just have a nice meal and go to bed early on a Monday. So thank you for oh being here on a Monday instead of doing that. I appreciate it. Yes, of course. No, I mean, I just I love talking and especially when I can talk about music. I'm just always jumping on that opportunity and so this is my first podcast so welcome <laughs> it's to crazy because i'm like game. i see a microphone i'm like i want him to sing in it or something right <laughs> so. certainly not your first time in front of a microphone yes but um, thank you so much for having me yes, i'm really excited to be absolutely. here absolutely i'm so, so excited to dive into just everything with you I know. um the first question that i always start with for all of my guests is just what's one thing you're grateful for right now mm. can be whatever pops to your mind first. It does not have to be crazy or anything just to kind of start off our conversation. Okay. That's so sweet. That's such a sweet question. I would say I'm really thankful for my relationships right now, mm. whether it's just my family or really my friendships. I just came off of a fun little beach vacation with my friends. I love that. (laughs) And so I just really value that quality time with them. And I am really thankful to have a supportive family and especially my friends too. And just not just in terms of music, but um, just in life in general. And like kind of the different phases we all go through together, especially like these past two years, it's we're all, well, at least the people in my, you know, my circle are, kind of figuring out as we go (laughs) yeah it's a huge time of change yes and so I wasn't expecting that so um I'm really thankful just to experience that with them so I always try to reflect on time spent together and that support that has been shown so I'm grateful for that yeah absolutely I love that and I think having people that are going through that shared experience with you is Uh so important because yeah if you don't have someone that is fully understanding that same transition or phase of life it can be really difficult it can yeah yeah for sure and just in terms of music too because I'm always trying to find someone who 
is in music or just yeah. trying not necessarily like trying to make connections or something like that but, but like, just also do there's nothing <laughs> wrong with trying to find those connections gotta get that networking yes on. you always do you always do <laughs> um but yeah it's just really important to find people who are supportive and really understand what you're doing and mm. I think there's a difference between supporting and understanding kind of thing absolutely and so just I mean I'm sure you understand with the podcast and wanting to get this going and you've done a great job with that and so thanks just in terms of you know starting your own thing and yeah there there is a huge difference there not that you can't be supportive if you don't understand yeah but it's a different kind of support when someone like really gets it and gets what you're trying to do it's like oh they see me yeah and being having people like that especially if you're trying to do something different right or creative or risky Mm -hmm. it's it's important to have people that get it and are mm-hmm. like, yes, take that risk, take mm-hmm. that jump. Yes. I love that. For sure. Um, second question that I always ask everyone to kind of start with, and this one's a doozy, <laughs> but it's what is your story? Um, oh. You are allowed to take this any way that you interpret it. Um, it does not have to like encompass your entire life. Obviously, the amazing 24 years mm-hmm. that you've been alive cannot be discussed in an answer to one question, but <laughs> however you interpret that question, I would love to hear your story. Okay, great. Um, I'll give you a short answer first, yeah. and then I'll give you a long answer. <laughs> that sounds great. So the short answer would probably be someone who really loves to be good at something, mm. and... I say that in terms of, you know, I haven't really, well, I I try to be good at things in a way that's like, oh, people look at me or, you know, it's very like people pleasing, I guess. A hundred percent. Well, and I think perfectionism, it, not to put that word in your mouth at oh, no. all. For sure. But I'm like, relatable content. Yeah. Um, But perfectionism... I think is innately tied to people pleasing yeah. in the sense that why strive to be perfect if it's not for other people a little bit. And it's based on yes. a lot of the times other people's definition of what perfection is. Mm-hmm. So I totally hear that and yeah. hear that, especially growing up. It's hard to break out of that. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's kind of the short answer yeah sure (laughs) and then the long answer would be you know growing up I just kind of prioritized academics and athletics and Mm -hmm. I was kind of brought up in an atmosphere that didn't necessarily prioritize the arts or I kind of got into my head that it kind of wasn't the quote-unquote like cool thing to do I guess yeah and it really was risky to kind of do things with the arts and I always grew up writing and I always loved doing that. I loved English class or mm. something where I was always being creative with words. And so, you know, when I would do little theater classes or little plays in elementary school, that's when I felt like most alive, I would say. Mm. And then uh, all that said, I, I did enjoy athletics for sure. sure. And I think that that had a lot to do with character 
development, you know, being in a competitive atmosphere and Absolutely. all of that. Um, well, and being on a team and like, there's so much to learn from that. Yes, absolutely. And so I'm grateful for that time for sure. But there has been times in my life where I'm like, oh my God, if I just would have gone back, you know, when I was 17 and just like skipped college and then just like moved out <laughs> to LA or something yeah. <laughs> and just did it Dua Lipa style, you know, uh-huh. or something, then I would have been in LA by now or something like that but um you know I just look back and I'm just like you know everything happens for a reason I'm a huge believer in that and so I just take everything with like a grain of salt now and so yeah I kind of my story is super unconventional when it comes to music and growing up in that because I would always come home you know from a long day at school or something and just always be surrounded by music my family's pretty musical hmm. we all sing except my mom <laughs> she's a wonderful woman but um not yeah, she does not sing okay yeah <laughs> um yeah so all my sisters we kind of grew up singing and I just loved high school musical or anything mm, where I yeah. could be creative with that and then um that was kind of my happy secret place I would say hmm. and then my kind of junior senior year of high school I started taking you know piano guitar lessons and that was really when I was kind of most happy and I just couldn't shake leaving behind all the academic work that I've done previously and I started off as like a nursing major (laughs) wow and so which is so crazy but I was literally only nursing for a little bit but I just I knew this that wasn't what I wanted to do but I was still like in my head in terms of doing music and I considered you know doing a music major or something like that but I'm honestly I'm glad I didn't because I truly think that I would have gotten burned out and mm. honestly I think I would have failed because it's very heavily involved with music theory and yeah. I didn't know any of that coming into it so I'm just really glad that I didn't do that at that time but I was still very involved with you know kind of things on the side that had to do yeah. with music so they had this thing called spring sing at my college and I kind of spearheaded that with writing the script and then rewriting all the songs and then leading a group of girls and that was really developmental towards my career in music just because that was when I was like this is very fun this is Mm. what I feel energized doing kind of thing yeah and then I had multiple other jobs too that kind of emphasized a political science role kind of thing and then I majored in politics philosophy and economics wow (laughs) and I usually just say political science because it's like less of a mouthful sure (laughs) (laughs) but I kind of did that because I would say political science is an environment where it's really achievable to kind of move up I would say yeah and so there's different like roles you can do and you know there's there's room to grow applicable I feel like in a lot of different ways Uh yeah and so that was kind of the reason why I did it and um yeah again I'm grateful for that time but honestly it wasn't until like COVID and when we were all locked away with our phones and basically had everything stripped away from us and 
that's when I really started entertaining the thought of pursuing music because mm-hmm. I kind of, we all had to take a step back from our job yeah. and kind of just ask ourselves hard questions, you know, like, is this what I should be doing? Yeah. Kind of, you know, the world is ending kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and just that perspective was very jarring. And so I kind of had a 180 during COVID and lockdown. And so, um, yeah, I remember I mean, Lemon Stella is like one of my favorite artists mm-hmm. and she released her album. I think it's called like one, two, three, but, um, I would just play that album just over and over. And I remember I was just playing this one song and like kind of analyzing it and talking about it and, playing it with my guitar and everything and my parents have always been generally very supportive yeah. and I'm so thankful for that and I was talking to my dad about it and he was just kind of like sitting there and with his hands crossed or with his arms crossed and like kind of smiling he was just like all right you need to do music like yeah. he's like you know I've always said that I will be proud of you no matter what but yeah. he was like I've never seen you like, like you were talented. You need to do this. You need to take steps towards music. Like what, what's what's, holding you back? Right. Exactly. What's holding you back? What is a better time than this kind of thing? And so, um, that was when I was like, okay, I can do that. And so I just started kind of taking steps towards pursuing it and then everything kind of just kind of fell into place and like all the doors kind of opened towards that position to kind of do that. And so, um, yeah, no, in some, I would say I'm a person who loves music and is just trying to make her dream happen. <laughs> so, what a beautiful sentiment because it's like there's a reason why music is like the most popular pastime, the most popular form of entertainment, something mm-hmm. that almost everyone can relate about, right? Like, yeah. I think I've met like one person in my entire life who's like, eh, I'm not a music person, you mm-hmm. know? But mm-hmm. even then, everyone's like, are you okay? Like, right. why are you not a music person? Right. Um, so absolutely. I think that there's something so innately powerful about that art form and about that medium mm-hmm. and feeling called to kind of merge together all of these different ways that you've been creative in these different mediums. Like you said, in high school, being creative through words mm-hmm. was something that you really loved and getting to pair that with this other talent that you have mm-hmm. of vocalization and then also this other talent of making actual music right it's like it's such a marriage of different skill sets that you are extremely talented in which is really beautiful Mm. to see um a couple things that I want to kind of dive a little deeper into for sure um you said that music was your secret happy place Mm -hmm. for a long time that that was you know, it's kind of difficult, and especially in middle school and high school. It's mm-hmm. hard to be in middle school and high school. Um, but I'm like, as a nerdy theater kid, I can attest <laughs> being a nerdy theater kid, oh you are gosh, the that. nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and luckily you find your people, you know. But it can be hard to do something different than that whole path, right? Mm-hmm. Um so what was that motivating factor between t- 
taking music from being your secret happy place to now wanting it to be this very public happy place for you. Yeah. And has that changed your relationship to music as a happy place at all? Yeah. No, that's a really great question. So it took me a very, very long time to come to terms with Mm. my calling with music, I would say. I always knew that it's something that I wanted to do. But the thing that held me back was just the fear of failing. Mm. And I've always been a high achiever. I've set very high standards for myself. And if I do not meet them, then I'm extremely hard on myself. Yeah. So growing up in, in that environment kind of was like, okay, if I don't do what everybody else does, am I failing? And if I go on a different route and I fail, then I'm definitely failing. Yeah. And it was just kind of this interesting mentality. And it wasn't until I kind of set that aside, honestly, at the end of my college years and just being like, oh my gosh, stop being so scared. Yeah. You can't be scared. Like you will fail in life. You've experienced failure at this point now that you're a junior and senior and other things. You learn from it. You make mistakes. You have to forgive yourself and then deconstruct this belief system of perfectionism. Yeah. And just really, honestly, forgive yourself too and allow yourself room to be fully creative and embrace your calling. And so in terms of it being my secret place, the people in my circle knew that it was. And I'm very thankful for that because it's very cool to see how their role when I was a a little kid growing up around music and just loving music to now seeing me pursue it so publicly, they have this new, I don't want to, just appreciation or they want to celebrate me because they've seen it be secret for so long. Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh, Macy, we love that you're creating all these songs and you're actually making it public and you're not like scared because I used to have really bad scared or uh, stage fright. Interesting. Horrible stage fright. And so that was also something to work through as well because when I... a performer, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and just, I mean, I used to not be able to sing at Christmas like in front of my family. Sure. And then, you know how your grandparents were like, get there and sing a Christmas carol or, you know, whatever. Can't buy the piano. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would never be able to do that. So um, that was in my head too. Like if you can't perform in front of your family, then you can't do all these things. You can't sing in front of other people. You're never going to be able to do this. Correct, yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, fear of failure was a big thing. And then also entering music in that space is definitely something that is just very undefined, I would say. And I loved structure. Mm. So you talk, like, when you see someone, you know, performing or writing songs or something, Sometimes their story is like overnight sensation or they've been doing it for 10 years and then they're finally where they are. I kind of disassociated those two of like hard work. Like I didn't understand how I could put work ethic 
and hard work into something that's creative mm. because I disassociated those two because I'm like creativity or creative people are just kind of just you know peace signs and love right and just, they don't they're not CEOs I yeah. guess and I had a hard time kind of marrying those two and then um honestly music being so public has been something that's been pretty hard for me wow yeah and basically my songs are kind of in a way my diary mm. in, a, in a way I wouldn't say it's like as exclusive as like Taylor Swift or something sure sure <laughs> no hate on her she's amazing but no, right I'm saying I I definitely take things and then I kind of elaborate them or elaborate off of like a song or something or like a circumstance. Absolutely. Like you have this one moment of inspiration and then you can kind of create something bigger and more magical out of it. Yes, for sure. I think trying to find a way to still have privacy in this creative field is a really important balance that has to be hard to strike and that like you said it's been difficult and I'm sure you're still trying to find exactly what combination of those things works for you and it'll probably change Mm -hmm. as you change as an artist um well and even for someone in the arts if they want to become an actress then they can audition for a role and not really tell anybody yeah and if they make it then they can tell everybody but if they don't land the role then they don't have to tell anybody you know yeah but then with music, it's like, hey, here's my song, go listen to it. Like, and everyone can see the streaming numbers or something, yeah, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. it's very public. And that was something that I had to learn and experience. And I don't think I really realized that at the beginning, which I'm kind of glad because I probably wouldn't have stepped into this role. Yeah. Um, but I've really learned that there is beauty and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I've always appreciated in the artists I've listened to growing up. And so, honestly, that's just kind of been my main, my main motive and meaning in life is just, just, I just want to be able to put something into words that someone can resonate with and just to fall back on and to put their thoughts, feelings, and emotions into something that's fun to sing along to. And so... Um, that's a very simplistic way of putting it. But. No, but I, sacred simplicity, right? Like yeah. that there is a reason why like didactic little truths are repeated so often is mm-hmm. because they do ring true with so many people. And I think that's really beautiful. And like you said, I totally agree in the beauty and strength of vulnerability, mm-hmm. but also needing to be smart and measured with how and when you use it right Mm -hmm. because there's a difference between vulnerability and oversharing Mm -hmm. and there's a difference between vulnerability and a cry for help Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. all of these things are really nuanced though and it's difficult and I think when you're first at least for me and having a very personal podcast right it's like Mm -hmm. how much of my own story do I want to put out there and how much of that is going to be helpful and how much of that is not necessary to the mission that I'm trying mm-hmm. to um further yeah right mm-hmm. um so I absolutely hear that kind of balance and 
having a secret place become a public place, I think is a really interesting balance to hear too, but I think a really cool one. And like you were saying, this um, thing where you have, oh, there's no way that a creative person can also be like this analytical kind of person, but obviously you are both of those people, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do I marry these two parts of my own self Mm -hmm. to be a successful artist as well? Yeah. Sorry. Now I'm kind of rambling because you've given me so many (laughs) things to think about. Um, Something else that I wanted to um, return to um, when you were just talking about this becoming a public place and kind of figuring out how to work with that you mentioned, of course, a fear of failing being a big thing that was kind of holding you back for a little bit, mm-hmm. but also the need to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about what that self-forgiveness piece looks like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So personally, in my walk, I would say every single thing that I have done in my life has something else to look forward to so there's another step so I would graduate a grade and then I'll go to the next grade or I would write a paper and then get a grade on that or I would get a promotion in my job it's all very attainable things and so in terms of kind of building a resume or like building a career and then going and doing this music thing that's very independent and very it's a different route and something that I have kind of done. Cause when I would tell people, you know, post-grad, I was like, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do music. People would be like, oh, what? Yeah. Well, there's no defined path for it. It's right. not you're like, like you I'm... can get the internship, then get the job, then climb the company, then switch the company and then you're CEO or exactly. like, that's not how it, that works. Yes. And so I was really struggling with being like, oh my gosh, I, I've worked so hard these past you know, 16 years building this resume kind of thing. And then now I was kind of struggling with the thoughts of like, I'm kind of quote unquote throwing it away. Right. Am I just letting all of that go? Right. And so that was a mentality that I really held on to. But then I was like, okay, I either look back on my life with regret Mm. in terms of never pursuing music because I know it's something that I've always wanted to do or I can pursue this field in this degree that I'm not passionate about Mm. and that I've done just because it's it was easy for me to excel in you know and then do all this work in a field that I'm not really happy in so it's like I could give it a shot and then see what happens or I, I I I can just continue on this path that yeah. probably won't make me happy. And so and the degree will always be there, right? It's yes, not like it, yes. no one's coming to take away your degree. It'll exactly. be there. A job, obviously, you can't just snap your fingers and get a job, right? But right. there is always something you can pursue. There's always something there to do. So, yes. yeah. Absolutely. I hear yeah. that. Yeah. So I really had to forgive myself of the things that I kind of viewed as failures, which mm. in terms were, those are just kind of personal standards. That right, yeah. Myself, yeah. Which I think it's, failure is kind of relative to everyone. A hundred percent. And so. 
I kind of felt like I was I was failing kind of everything that I had like worked towards, I guess. Yeah. And however, that has proved itself to be so wrong these past couple of years. Well, everything because every- teaches you something. Everything Absolutely. comes to fruition in a way you could never imagine. Yes. Right. I learned things in my jobs that I experienced pursuing political science that I would have never learned now or that were so influential in my character and my character development. And so, um, I'm, I, I have a lot of gratitude towards that. Yeah. So I think I would forgive myself in terms of that and then just kind of set aside the two paths that I could take. Yeah. And so, well, and I think again, don't want to put words in your mouth, mm-hmm. but in my own like self-forgiveness journey with, I, I absolutely relate to your discussion of being a perfectionist and mm-hmm. setting all of these sometimes unreasonable or un- unattainable bars for yourself to hit for what reason. It's mm-hmm. been about, okay, forgiving, yes, where I failed, but also forgiving the self who set that expectation. Yes. Right? It's like, I was that way for a reason mm-hmm. and it protected me for a really long time. And there was a reason why I felt the need to reach all of these bars and set those really high expectations. Absolutely. But I can forgive that version of Reese now uh-huh. and say, okay, but you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> and you sure. can fail and take risks. And that can also be part of the journey. And a really interesting thing that I'm resonating with in your story as well is how you're kind of talking about these two paths and it's like, okay, I have these two paths I can take. But recently I've been doing a lot of discovering instead of like the separation and the distance between these two paths, like Mm. the way they actually can merge and find each other again. Right. Mm. And it's like, well, maybe there was a reason I was drawn to this other thing. And it actually has a tie back over here. And while it felt like two paths, it's actually like one giant maze through a wood or something to cloud this metaphor, I guess. But <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. It, honestly, that could be a great song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. I no, love it that. Could. It really could. Um, okay, shifting gears a bit. Um, to just talk about your creative process, because I'm absolutely a music person. I love listening to music. Mm-hmm. I find inspiration in that all the time. And some of the most you know, brilliant pieces of art in this world is music. Mm -hmm. Um, So you mentioned a little bit your music and your songs being like a diary, Mm -hmm. but of course finding balance with that. Um, Yeah, I would love to hear how you approach being a creative artist Mm -hmm. with songwriting. And I would have to imagine that there's something spiritual about that as well Mm -hmm. even if absolutely okay I'm like I again if you're not a spiritual person I don't want to assume that but I am okay I for some reason I had that memory and I was like I think Macy is but I wanted to make sure so I would love to hear about your creative process but also what that means for you spiritually Mm. and like those two kinds of sides of your music yeah so I think the most beautiful thing about songwriting is it really does happen differently every time Mm. So I can come up with, you know, an idea and then it could kind of 
spin off of that or I can start with a melody and then I can fill in words with that and I think that each good song is a good song because the lyrics and the melody meet so well together mm. so I don't know I just think of like Taylor Swift's blank space like the the melody goes so well together with the lyrics right and so does her my tears ricochet the melody so goes so well with the lyrics and so there are different pathways to come to that conclusion and to make a good song in terms of coming up with a melody first or coming up with lyrics first. Sure. I think I've kind of looked back on kind of all the songs that I have written and it's been the majority of the time where it started off with an idea. Mm. And then whether it's just like, hey, I, I want to write about this. Or I want to talk about like this one word. I want the song to be this word. And kind of going off of that in the studio and then uh, um, starting with something on the pad or just something synthy and kind of cool to go along with that. I, uh, I sound so like artisty. Like, no, I love like, it though. <laughs> I love it. You should. You are an artist. You should sound artisty. <laughs> But, um, yeah, and then you can really incorporate lyrics with that. And so definitely, like, idea, production, lyric, or melody, and then lyrics. And so that's kind of, like, the formula that I have kind of created for myself. I'm not necessarily married to it, but I definitely kind of choose that route most of the time. Yeah. And then I've also learned that there is beauty in three people. So you can have two other people in the studio, including yourself, and then one is really good at melodies, Mm. and then the other is really good at lyrics, and then the other is really good at production, and then each studio time can kind of vary. One, you know, you're better at production, and like, oh, you know, do a little or something, and then they're like, oh, great idea, and then what if you said red instead of said and you're like oh my gosh yeah like it just (laughs) kind of yeah, and also that feeling is so amazing when you finally get there Um, well and when all of these artists can meet and kind of come in sync with one another where all of your talents kind of merge to this you get that beautiful like kind of Uh like that's the stuff all the creatives together high-fiving yes (laughs) and I have this huge long note on my phone sure that's just filled with music and different kind of ideas that I would want to create and kind of develop with someone and I definitely think it's very spiritually driven in the terms of what I want to write about or an idea that's given to me. Actually, all my songs, I've just, they come straight from the Lord. I'm just like, wow. Okay, like, Lord, like, what do you want me to write about kind of thing? And then it slowly becomes a song. And I try not to, like, compare myself to artists because <laughs> sometimes we're like, oh, I, I wrote this song in, like, two minutes or, you know, something. And I'm like, oh. Cool. It took me two weeks. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just it's different, and um, it's different every time, which I really think is interesting. And so, yeah. well, um, and I'm like you said, every song has a different process. I'm sure every artist has a different process. And yeah, yeah. I think even though I'm not a musician, but as someone who creates things, mm-hmm. um, comparison can 
rob you of a lot of that joy really mm-hmm. quickly. So I think that's smart that you don't compare yourself because as soon as you go down that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. it for me short circuits all of my like creative juices that are flowing. But me as also, well. why would you ever want to be like someone else? Yeah. There's a reason why you are being called to make your music. Yeah. It's because no one else is doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a space that only you can fill. Yeah. And that is worthwhile and worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm saying this as well to like, it's a reminder for myself too. That well. like, yeah. And for the listener, I suppose. But it's <laughs> like, if you have a calling for something, like everyone has a story to tell and something that they are offering to our universe, our world. For sure. And I think that, at least in my opinion, it is your duty to at least offer that for whatever it's worth. And that may make an impact on two people. It may make an impact on two billion people. Um, And that's actually a good segue into my next question. So I love that it's spiritually founded for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But your songs aren't innately um, religious in any sense. They're also just, you know really fun and catchy that I like singing along to but Mm. also like sweet and joyful but Mm. also emotional but they don't necessarily touch directly on faith Mm. um of course all experiences tie back to spirituality but Mm. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that yeah so kind of tying back to my original call with music I think I was trying to become a different Macy or kind of fit into this mold that I had made for myself versus what God had made me to be Mm. and so I knew that that's what I wanted to do it just took me a really long time to actually step into it and just fully trust in this is what I'm supposed to do wow yeah and I kind of I grew up in a Christian environment sure but I didn't really understand what it meant to follow God until I really started to understand God's character and then once I realized that and I was able to trust him I was able to kind of trust him with that area of my life because I I was trying I was basically kind of giving everything to someone that I didn't know and Mm. I was like how can you trust someone that you don't really know no wonder self-doubt creeps in right no wonder that fear creeps in yeah and all my confidence has come from that and so I find myself trying to have my own confidence and it just doesn't work and I I lose that passion that I had and Mm. I find myself filled with self-doubt self-doubt and just completely um self-destructing yeah and so just trusting what comes through then yes and and letting that guide you yes absolutely and so um really that's interesting that like you you said you know all of my songs aren't really geared towards christianity or anything like that and a lot of people have been like oh you know are you you gonna do christian you know music and i'm like oh like probably not yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i do want to say that the music industry is is home to many people that sing about really really sad things Mm. and I I say that in terms of there's nothing wrong with that for sure I listen to sad music all the time like if I want to cry I turn on sad music 
I think it's very great and therapeutic. But there is so much light that needs to be shown. And Mm. I was like, if I can write a song that is happy, or if I can even write a sad song, but then kind of allude to that there's light at the end of the tunnel, like, yeah. And if I can point to something higher and greater than me, then it's like, that's so much more than I could ever do at the White House or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. well, and I think, um, with that it's like you don't necessarily have to be so explicit Mm -hmm. with offering a good message right Mm -hmm. and yes I do think like speaking truth to pain and hurt and like there's absolutely a space for that but you also give power to things when you talk about them Mm -hmm. and so I think trying to balance those scales is a really noble thing to do in that you're trying to give power to lightness yeah again not I feel like I keep asking these kind of leading questions but I love it yeah and I think for definitely these past two years because this is this past two years for everyone who's listening I've been really pursuing music full-time yeah and so I think that I have kind of found myself in a spot being like oh I'm not passionate about it anymore or like Someone told me, like, if you don't question your role in music every day, then, like, you're not doing it right kind of thing. Oh, interesting. Which is very applicable to my circumstance because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this, like, what I'm doing? It's so hard and it's such a slow burn, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was extremely humbled at the very beginning because I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know. I don't know if I was going to become like an overnight sensation or something, (laughs) but I've been extremely humbled and I've learned so much about myself these past two years because of just the slow timeline yeah and just with anything like starting your own business or getting things going or like building a brand for yourself it takes time yeah and that's something that I also had to forgive myself with because I put these expectations and standards on myself that I would be at electric studios by now and so I just really had to forgive myself in that and just really trust in God's plan for me and the process and I definitely listen to music differently than I used to knowing like this side of things so once I started really understanding production I would listen to music and I wouldn't have this kind of whimsical outlook on it anymore it would be kind of more technical and so I would kind of like lose the passion so I would really just be like, okay, like I need that passion again, or like give me the the strength to be able to wake up the next day and like write a song or something. Yeah, and yeah. so, um, honestly, like it really does not come from me. It like it comes from the Lord, and so I'm really thankful for that because I would not be where I am here, and I'm just a little girl trying to make it happen. Yeah, which I love, and <laughs> so. also I think that. You know, like one of my favorite artists or bands, I suppose, uh, is Surfaces. Who mm. they're both extremely open about their faith, um, but their music doesn't—at least Surfaces' music, their individual music—is. Yeah. But Surfaces does not have blatantly religious lyrics, but mm-hmm. it celebrates joy and happiness and togetherness mm-hmm. and belonging. And so I think yeah. 
you pursuing that is really noble and will Mm -hmm. resonate with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I also appreciate your perspective that it's like, even though you're pursuing something that I think is so often glamorized, Mm -hmm. it's not like process isn't always glamorous, but that doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile Yeah, or rewarding. Yeah. And I think that that's really powerful. Yeah, for sure. Um, to round out our conversation, because we are kind of at time. Yes. Um, I have two more questions to just put a nice little bow on everything we've talked about. But one, is there anything we've missed? Anything in light of what we've talked about that you want to make sure that you throw out there? I will certainly have all of your Spotify and Apple Music links so everyone can go find mm-hmm. all of your lovely music and follow you on Instagram and across mm-hmm. everything so they can hear the wonderful work that you do. Yeah. But... Besides all of that wonderful stuff, is there anything else that you want to throw out there? Yeah. I would say if you are wanting to start a new business or if you're wanting to become a musician or you want to do the recording artist full-time thing, I would say just do it. Mm. (laughs) And I know that seems so simple, but if you have the understanding that good things take time and you are patient with the outcome and it's this is a very interesting field because you really want to separate people's opinions from what makes you happy and what making what music makes you happy in a field where your success is determined off people's opinions yeah because people come up to me and be like I didn't really like that song I'm like oh okay and then I've had people come up to me like I love that song so it's like Wait, wait, wait. That's the same song. But you don't like it and you do? Right. Well, there's always going to be that. So when you have that understanding and you have that in your heart, but you're making music that makes you happy and what feels right, then the world's your oyster. And so... The right people will find you. Yes. And so I would say just do it. And I used to be very... like a stickler to my own timeline Mm. and this own timeline that I'm in. Like I have to release a single every three months so people don't get bored or blah, 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 blah. But sometimes just like life happens. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to take shifts and I haven't released anything since October, but I have a next song coming out next month. That is exciting. Yes. And so do we have a title yet? Yes. It's called Drive. Drive. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I saw on Instagram your photo shoot for oh, it. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah, so I was able to get this kind of cool vintage car. So cool. And um, basically the song is just kind of takes you on a journey of denial and then kind of acknowledging something. Okay, like, you know, I am kind of struggling with this or, you know, maybe there is something that I can't can't really get over you know whatever and then it's like okay I do have a problem and then the end is like kind of forgiving yourself yeah and just being like okay denial acknowledgement what can I do to move on kind of Mm. thing and so I really love the song because I I wrote it back in 2021 and it's been like three different songs at this point because it it was kind of like an R&B song at one point and then it was like this Katy Perry pop song and I was like okay this is getting (laughs) way out of hand but it finally landed in a good place and like my producer and I feel really good about it and so um I'm really excited for people to hear it it's like the perfect song to 
have your windows down and I love it. drive around town. And so, well, yeah, that comes out July 28th. July so. 28th. Wonderful. And then I got some things working for the Christmas season. <gasps> Exciting. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy right now. But, um, yeah, I would say it's really interesting because I've had these different jobs that I've really had to people please and to gain their opinion and yeah. and to kind of win them over. But I've really struggled with having the position of being my own boss because mm. kind of the best achievement that you can get in this role is people listening to your music. And, you know, when you find a good song, you listen to it for a weekend or two and then you're yeah. like, okay, when's the next song coming out? Which I don't mean to undermine the importance of people listening to music because right. I absolutely love it when people tell me that they listen to my music and that is the biggest satisfaction that I could get out of yeah. doing that but it's kind of like okay I gotta start the creative process all over again like yeah. I have to channel my energy yep. <laughs> after a long day of work and like do it all over again and then like push it out for someone that like might not like it yeah so yeah, just stick to find a good creative process that's good for you. Stick to it. It's going to be like a really slow burn. But I felt I have a long way to go for sure. But I just just keep doing it and keep, keep pressing on. I love that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Last question to just be a button on the end. What is one word that describes how you feel right now? Mm. I'd say encouraged. Hmm, I love that. Yeah, I think that it's really, really easy to become discouraged. Mm. And I say that because it's, I mean, the music industry is very small, so it's really hard to get into it. Yeah. And to find people that you connect with and that you work with well. And then... Sometimes they're on a different schedule than you. And then sometimes, you know, you find yourself in a situation where you're like, okay, now it's time where I have to kind of like learn how to write independently or I have to work with other people that I've never worked with before. And I say all that in terms of like, I haven't had a bad experience with that, but it's just being your own boss and holding yourself accountable to maybe being independently creative it's it can be challenging and yeah. so and especially with no one there having a play-by-play yeah and then you're like oh my gosh am I doing this right mm-hmm. I'm scared kind of thing yeah sometimes you just, you just, just don't know until through. it's done yeah and then when someone says just keep going keep doing it it's so energizing mm. and the best thing that a person could do is just listen to a song and yeah. so and then also if they tell me that they like it that's also very encouraging right. so you can throw that in there if you want but well that is yeah I feel very wonderful. encouraged and um Good. anytime that I get the chance to talk about music I always do I'm and so glad you are here for making meaning and cohere I think that mm-hmm. art is such an important part of making meaning in our lives and relying on artists to help us find and create more meaning as well is so important so yeah thank you for sharing your message your process a little bit of your heart here today yeah 
And of course, I appreciate you. Thank you for being here, Macy. Yes, thanks for having me. It's been so much fun. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for being here today and a huge thank you to Macy as well. I would absolutely love for you to be a part of this conversation, so please share your thoughts on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or LinkedIn, all at the Cohere Collective. If you want more of Macy, you can follow her on Instagram at It's Macy Pearl, and again, find her music wherever you like to listen. If you want to hear my in-depth thoughts about today's episode, subscribe to the newsletter on thecoherecollective.com to catch the blog post coming out this Friday. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and if you feel so inclined, leave an honest review or rating. This helps me reach the people who will resonate with my content and hopefully reach my goal of making the world a better place. Sharing the pod is also a great way to start conversations with important people in your life. Thank you to Podington Bear for Making Meanings theme music and Nicole Ostriker for Making Meanings art and podcast cover. You can find Nicole's work on Instagram at Nicole O Creates or at Nicole O Design. Right now, I am feeling motivated, I think is the word that's coming to mind. Um, I've been in between several vacations and small trips and schedules have been kind of crazy, but it's been a really good moment of reflection for me and revisiting my goals and the things that I want to pursue and the things that feel right to be pursuing this time. Thank you all so much for being here, and I hope you feel like you are living more coherently. I'll catch y'all next time. Love.